God says, you can write this down and tell everyone because here is my promise to you. Welcome, I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is Praying Scripture, a weekday broadcast where we use God's own words to honor Him and to talk to Him about the things going on in our life and in our world. Join me today as we dive into episode 137, and we are praying our way through Habakkuk chapter 2, verses 2 through 5. But before we do that, let's open with a bit of worship. And we are focusing today on God's trustworthiness. First one is Isaiah 25, 1. It says, O Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you. I will give thanks to your name, for you have worked wonders, plans formed long ago with perfect faithfulness. Psalm 18:30 says, As for God, his way is blameless. The word of the Lord is tried. He is a shield to all who take refuge in him. And Psalm 111:7 says, The works of his hands are truth and justice. All his precepts are sure. So let's go to prayer. Father, we honor you today for your trustworthiness. And it's said so many different ways in these verses. You are my God, and I will exalt you. I will give thanks to your name because you have worked wonders that you formed, planned long ago with perfect faithfulness. I can trust in you because what you say will come true, because you are perfectly faithful. Your way is blameless. Your word is tried. It is true, and it is a shield for those who take refuge in in you. I pray that you would teach me to take refuge in your word and use your your precepts as a shield to, to settle into a relationship with you that protects me. The works of your hands are truth and they are justice. Help me to see that, to recognize that, and to um, believe that so, so deeply. All of your precepts are sure. You are trustworthy. You are worthy of my trust. Help me to live as if I believe that. I guess the right way to say that would be help me to believe that so much that I cannot help but live that way. Let that be visible in my life that you are trustworthy. I honor you today for that, worship you today for that, for your trustworthiness. You are uh, worthy of my trust in my belief. As we head into this prayer time today, I pray that you would guide my words, guide my thoughts, um, focus my energy and my attention on on this. And I feel out of practice (laughs) that week sort of is longer than I thought when I come when I come back to this. I feel out of practice and I need your help. And so guide this time that it would be pleasing to you, because that's why we're here to honor and worship you and to act in a way that is obedient and guided and and prompted by love and pleasing to you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, that's worship this morning. We will dive into Habakkuk 2, verses 2 through 5. Now, we come back to this conversation between Habakkuk and God. Habakkuk has asked a few questions, and God is now answering the second one. Since I took that week off unexpectedly, as a refresher, that second question was, how can a holy and righteous God use a wicked people to punish those who are less wicked? 
Not that they hadn't done bad things, but how can God use those who are evil to issue judgment and punish his chosen people? There are two parts to this passage. The first is instructions that God gives to Habakkuk about what to do with the message that he is giving him. And that's the meaning of vision. Different uh, translations will say different words, but that's, that's the vision that he's giving him this message. He wants to be sure that this is recorded. The passage says in most translations, so that he may run who reads it. Now, here in the translation I'm going to read you, you'll get the idea that it just means so that it can be easily read, easily understood. But it also may have the sense that it can be passed on to others, like a herald running to tell others. He also says that you might think that this judgment is slow in coming, but that we should trust that it will come exactly when it is supposed to in God's perfect timing. Then the passage goes on to describe Babylon, and particularly its leader. And also, it's using this uh, description of Babylon and its leader as representative of all peoples and nations who have attitudes like them. So you'll hear a familiar phrase. It says, the righteous will live by faith, which has been quoted in the New Testament all over the place. The kind of faith talked about here the one that Habakkuk describes, is continual trust in God. No matter what the circumstances look like, no matter how dark things look, it is an ongoing trust. And that is why we started with worship about God's trustworthiness today. There's also an odd phrase when talking about Babylon's greed and describing it as as wide as Sheol. In this translation, it's a little easier to understand, but sometimes in the Old Testament, Sheol is the place of the dead which is never filled. So the idea is endless, bottomless, never satisfied greed. All right, that is enough commentary for today. Let's get to the verses. This is Habakkuk 2, verses 2 through 5. And I think, I think I'm going to read, pray, read, pray. So I'll stop partway through. It's not a long passage, but I think I'll stop in the middle. All right, so here we go. It says, The Lord answered me, write down this vision. Clearly inscribe it on tablets so one may easily read it. For the vision is yet for the appointed time. It testifies about the end and will not lie. Though it delays, wait for it, since it will certainly come and not be late. So let's pray. Father, waiting, <laughs> waiting is one of those universally difficult things. We get tired of it. We have no patience with it. We don't have any patience with a lot of things in this culture and in this time. But even back in Habakkuk's day, you say, be patient, wait and listen for it. Pay attention to this message that I'm giving you because it is truth. So I ask that we would also pay attention to the messages that you have for us, whether in this passage, in other passages of scripture, or those that you speak to our heart in prayer. Let us be listening, paying attention, and then help us to document it, to write it down, to remember it the way that you want each lesson, each message remembered. You specifically tell Habakkuk in this case, write this down. This is worth writing down so that it is clear, so that it is understood, and so that others might learn from it. And we may have lessons like that too. Give us wisdom and courage when you ask us to share messages with others that you have given to us or lessons that we have learned through scripture. Pray that we would be patient for the fulfillment of promises because your timing 
is perfect and you are trustworthy. Let us clearly understand those messages, clearly pass them on, but then teach us in the waiting as we wait for fulfillment of your promises that you've laid out in scripture or ones that you have shared with us. I pray that you would teach us to wait well with patience, with joy, and with action. Waiting is not a passive experience. We should still be acting, still doing, still learning, still growing while we wait. And I pray that you would teach us to do that well. Pray that we would be patient with your timing. Your perspective is so different than mine. So your, ti- your sense of time, so different than mine. What feels like forever to us is simply a blink of an eye. I pray that you would help us with your perspective and help us with the trust to know that we absolutely can believe that your timing is perfect. That if you did things in what we thought was appropriate, it would wind up being all wrong. So help us with your perspective of time. Give us patience and teach us to wait. Help us trust in your promises that they will be fulfilled. The rest of the passage says this as it talks about Babylon. Look, his ego is inflated. He is without integrity, but the righteous one will live by his faith. Moreover, wine betrays. An arrogant man is never at rest. He enlarges his appetite like Sheol, and death he is never satisfied. He gathers all the nations to himself. He collects all the people for himself. All right, let's pray about that. Father, you give us this picture of Babylon, this graphic description, really, of this kind of a, of a person and nation, one that is never satisfied, never filled, this never-ending bottomless greed, need to fulfill the requirements of his own ego without integrity, subject to things like, um, by the way I wanted to say that just disappeared, subject to things like giving themselves over to too much wine, to drunkenness, arrogant, never at rest because that arrogance will not let us be at peace, never satisfied with what they have, always greedy for more. Father, I pray that as as we think about these characteristics, it's easy to think about them in other people as that evil nation or those evil people. The seeds of those are in all of our lives, and I pray that you would help us to see them and to root them out, like pull up the weeds, make sure that the garden that we're planting is good stuff, remove any inflated ego, lack of integrity, susceptibility to drunkenness or arrogance and never-ending greed. Lord, I pray that as those show up in small ways in our lives, that we would be, that we would see them and be rid of them. Guide us to the place where we can confidently say, I am righteous and I live by faith. The kind of faith that Habakkuk's describing, this uh, constantly trusting, no matter what our circumstances look like, help us be the people who live like that. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, friends, that's all for today. Thank you so much for joining me again this morning. If you're watching on the Grace and the Gravel Road Facebook page and you found it helpful, invite someone to come with you on Wednesday. We'll be back and covering, uh, there's sort of this next section in this book, and we'll be starting that section. If you're a podcast listener uh, and listening through that medium, I appreciate your, your being here with us as well. 
Subscribing to the show and sharing it with a friend can help more people join their voices with us in prayer. We are brought to you by Grace in the Gravel Road, helping Christian women grow a God-first life in business. And my heart is that as we pray together and do this twice a week, that God would use it to grow our prayer life, that we would deepen our relationship with Him, and that He will answer these prayers in mighty ways. But most of all, my biggest prayer for you is that you will fall deeper in love with the God who gave us these words. Amen. Amen.